0: Hello and welcome to the 2019 Schooner Blog Pick 'em bracket. I'm your host, Bobby Howard. I'm here with Jamison Maxwell, co-host of the Schooner Pod. And from Waco, we got our guy Botan Blake sailing on in, docking in, ready to get his picks in. Boys, it's the best time of the year, I think. What do you guys are you guys fired up for March Madness?
1: Oh, I am definitely fired up for March Madness. I have basically Uh, Tuesday through about Sunday, blocked off my entire schedule for day and night just to revolve around March Madness, so this is basically my, this is like my spring break for the year slash holiday slash Christmas, so I'm ready for this.
2: Yeah, I treat this like a holiday as well. Even whenever I go on trips to spring break, I'll usually just hide and watch basketball the whole time, but I unfortunately work this Friday. I'm off on Thursday, but I have a computer everywhere I go, so I'm just going to stream it. I don't care
0: yeah I, yeah i feel like this this specific like the final four or the uh, march madness final four all of this you know the first weekend you, you, you gotta be you gotta be able to you know look at your phone or ditch you know work you know you gotta not, not, maybe not fully ditch but you gotta you gotta be aware of it because so much happens that for those first two days
2: it's you a really- priority
1: you really can't miss a moment because things will just turn on the dime. Really, just any game can become a game in the, like the last five minutes. So I'm gonna be glued to my computer, smartphone, TV. I'm gonna have all the screens going.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, I, I, oh, I'm excited. I'm really fired up for this year. Should be. It looks like a really good tournament. Um, I, I mean, there, there I like that there are some dominant teams, but not. It's not like there's one team that's just going to run through every,
2: everything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, a lot of people view otherwise um, to you, Bobby. But, I mean, if y'all made a bracket, go join the Schooner Pod Challenge and look it up. I believe the password's Boomer, correct, Um Yes, Bobby? it is. And yes, it uh, is. compete against us. As, as you all know, I tend to win all of these things. So, please, someone try to dethrone me in these competitions.
0: We, yeah, no, we're, we're going to be gunner for you. We, uh, we after after the sneaky antics you pulled last in the bull mania, we, I can't just, do we, that. We can't let you win again. Yeah, you can't do it in this.
2: It locks. But I'm just warning y'all. For I mean, this might be a down year for me because last year I was 99.7 percentile, 58,000 out of whatever 30 million or whatever there was. So it, it might oh. might not be my year. I'm just a humble humble brag for me right there.
1: Yeah, remember, what was it, freshman or sophomore year when you had Missouri going to the Final Four? And wasn't it Calpo? I picked, I picked them to win, the win it
2: all, dude. I picked them to win it all, and they lost. Oh, so, I mean, that was a little rough. I you remember, I'm sure remember I Paul Pressy or Phil Pressey? His dad is Paul, I think, so it's Phil Pressy. He's a little point guard, and I loved him. And I thought he was going to ride them all the way, but eh, it didn't work.
0: I'm pretty sure last year I had Arizona, at least in my Final Four, which, in retrospect, makes zero sense.
2: People who picked Arizona last year, that is like the laziest picks. They go, oh, DeAndre Ayton, he's so good. Alonzo Trier, if you watched any of their games and watched how trashed they were, they were not any good.
0: It it was really dumb. All right, so let's dive in. we got a lot of games to pick. Here's the format. So all three of us are picking the exact same bracket, so um each one of us will vote for an outcome so for example duke versus north dakota state um all three of us yeah we're just going to figure out how that is and uh whoever gets the majority you know moves on so this is this is kind of this is us putting all of our all of our big brains together so we got we got blake who uh sees it from the gambling side jameson who sees it from you know just the pure holistic basketball end and then me i'm just the wild card who would honestly pick a team just because i think they have a funny name so really we have i think we combine all of this we should have in in essence the perfect college basketball bracket yeah without a doubt we're we're not missing a single game i know yeah
2: so we're gonna snake draft it and i'll start off and um So, I'll start off the first upper left hand corner pick with Duke versus North Dakota State slash North Carolina Central. We're filming this on, we're recording this on Tuesday, so we do not know the play in games yet. It might make an impact on things, but this is obvious. Duke, move on.
0: Yeah, it's Duke. I I mean, there's not much to say. You know, this this won't be an issue for him.
1: Yep, I'm I'm all in with y'all. Duke's just going to fly through this one easy. There's no reason to discuss this team here just yet. Yeah.
0: No, we can save some time. Just here we go. Uh, Blake, you got VCU and UCF.
1: Awesome. So I am going with uh, VCU. I think this is going to be a really close game. And I think for Duke, the matchup that they would hate the most is UCF just because of how big they are. uh, And Taco Fall clogging the lane. And basically, in order to beat UCF, you have to be able to shoot threes. Uh but I really think VCU is just the better team here. They're a super deep team. I looked it up. No t- nobody on their team plays more than 28 minutes per game. So they're going about a 10-11 man rotation throughout the entire uh entire time. And they play the press, which is just always a uh just like a giant killer within uh March Madness. So uh I think defense wins this one and I'm going VCU. Yeah, I
0: have to, I actually agree with you there. Uh VCU I feel like is always a team that um, always a mid major that seems to show up, always does well, uh, especially in the first couple rounds. Definitely had their, you know, they had their one Final Four run this year or a couple years ago. But I don't know. I, I'm going to go with the Rams here to move on.
2: See, I actually disagree with y'all on this one, but it doesn't matter. The VCU is going to um, advance. I got UCF. Uh, I'm kind of surprised Blake didn't pick him because Taco Fall is such a guy that, Blake, oh, seven foot six, Taco <laughs> Fall. <five." laughs> and everything. I I would normally pick VCU, but uh, their number one guy, Mark Sevens, in the tournament, they lost, um, and he went down with an injury. He's going to be able to play, but that just kind of scares me, and UCF's got a really good point guard, one of their best players, BJ Taylor, and a good point guard does well versus VCU to break the press, so I think it's going to be a really hard game. I'm wavering, but I'm going to go UCF on it, but VCU... It, they advance for the uh, schooner block. Pick them. Next one is Mississippi State Liberty. And I'm going to go on a rant on this one. This should be Lipscomb spot. Liberty stole <laughs> so Mad. Lipscomb was my Cinderella, and I was so ready to pick them towards, like, the Sweet 16 or even the Elite Eight. They're going to be my, like, wonderful team. I picked them versus UNC last year. They didn't get it, but they covered the spread, so it's all good. If a team was able to beat Lipscomb, that means they have to be able to do the same thing, or if even more. Give me Liberty to beat Mississippi State.
0: Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I think just out of principle, I'm voting against Liberty because they replaced our beloved Lipscomb. And I, I don't know. I, I, I think this, the thing with 12-5s is you, they all, the 12 always looks tempting. And in my end, I don't know. I, I think I have I have a couple twelves. You know, moving on. So Liberty is. Uh, I don't know. I don't want. I don't want to put too many twelves. So Liberty, you're out. Mississippi State, go dogs. Oh
1: jeez, I can't believe that I'm actually going to agree on with Jameson on this one. Yes, oh. I have Liberty over Mississippi State. So. Lipscomb, I will admit, was a better team uh, than I thought this year. They beat my Horn Frogs at home, and Liberty was able to beat them twice this year. So they got a guy named Scotty James, who is just an offensive machine. Look, Liberty as a whole is just a straight unit. They shoot Oh, uh, close to 57% on their two-pointers, which is eighth in the nation. And they're also one of the best free-throw uh, shooting teams in the nation. So when I'm looking at these mid-majors to upset major conference teams, I want good offensive mid-major teams. That's like points are what win the game, and I want my mid-majors to be hot. So I think I have to go with Jameson on this one and
0: advance Liberty on to the next round. There we there we have it. We have our first upset Uh <laughs> I love it. It took three games to get a, uh, a major upset. But here we go. We, yeah, we got Liberty. So, yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. Next up, uh, Virginia Tech, St. Louis, uh, 4-13 matchup. Blake, you got it. Uh, any love for the Billikins? Uh, I, I really
1: love Javon Best and the Billikins. They were one of my favorite teams to gamble on this year honestly atrocious from the free throw line atrocious offensively but they're really good defensively but I'm also one of the uh best kept secrets is I am sitting on a 60 to 1 Virginia Tech to win the national championship and so I'm gonna go with Virginia Tech on this look they're top 30 in both offense and defensive efficiency Buzz Williams has made this team very well rounded and Kerry uh, Kerry Blackshear and Alexander both are some of the top players with in the ACC, but one thing that people aren't talking about is Justin Robinson, who's their best player. He's coming back for this game, uh, and I think that just makes the difference for Virginia Tech. That maybe, just maybe, we could see them uh, have a good run in March Madness and maybe contest Duke uh, if they meet them in the later rounds. So I'm going Virginia Tech.
0: Yeah, I'm going to go with the Hokies as well, uh, mainly because yeah, I, I look, I know Travis Ford's done a decent job at uh, St. Louis, yeah, pretty all right, but. I don't know. In general, I don't trust him in big moments. Uh, I don't know. I I think Buzz Williams outcoaches him here. You know, you you really have to have an underrated, sneaky guy um, as a coach in order to, you know, usually make a big splash. I don't know. I just I I think out of principle, I'm just not voting with Travis Ford here. So go Hokies moving on.
2: Yeah, I think Virginia Tech's probably one of the best four seeds in the tournament. It's kind of a toss-up with Florida State. I really do like Blackshear and Nikhil Alexander-Walker, who's going to be a top 15 pick probably in the draft coming up. They've got talent across the board. And Travis Ford, we all know that he's not a good coach. I think this is probably one of the easiest first-round picks that is um, not a one, two, or three seed with Virginia Tech over SLU. Okay, so next one, we got Maryland versus the winner of Belmont versus Temple. I'm not the biggest Maryland fan in general. I mean, they've got that big man. I forget his name, but, I mean, he's supposed to be a top pick in the draft. But the way I saw, like, how Belmont did this year and how they got an at-large bid without even winning their tournament, this team's got a chip on their shoulder, and they're going to really want to prove themselves. I think Belmont beats Temple, and then Belmont beats Maryland.
0: Um. Yeah, you know, I, I haven't watched a ton of Maryland this year. Or Belmont or Temple, but this I don't I don't know this this seems like I, I real again you know this is this is one of those where I look at it and I get absolutely zero read from it so I'm gonna go I'm gonna agree with you Jameson because whatever you said actually sounded pretty cool and also I just really don't like Maryland because of Grievous Vasquez I he kind of made me mad when he was with the True. I never really liked him with with the Grizzlies so yeah I'm gonna go with uh, Belmont here oh, Bruno Sir, Fernando. No.
1: Screw y'all. Yes, I was about to go on my little rant about Bruno Fernando. I will say this first. Belmont, I'm glad they made it in. I know it was kind of them getting in, caused my frogs to be out. But look, I love it when Mid-Major's team get, get gets into the tournament over some uh, Power 5 schools that have just been losing all year. The tournament is about winning, and so I want winning teams in there. So I'm glad Belmont was able to get an at-large bid, even though they weren't able to win their conference. But even though I think they're going to be Temple – Maryland is a very good team, although they've had some inconsistency throughout this entire year. Look, they're playing in a really good conference in the Big Ten that they're having to play teams like Michigan, Michigan State, Wisconsin all year long. And I really like those teams coming in uh, to the tournament just because they have some experience playing some really hard competition consistently. And I think they'll play to their favor, uh, favor coming into the tournament. Bruno Fernando is a double-double machine. This guy's going to be a lottery pick uh, going into the NBA draft and is honestly one of the most incredible big men uh, in the nation that I don't think is talked about uh, very much just because he's on Maryland. And then also, uh, Maryland has a young point guard in Jalen Smith that was a McDonald's All-American. Maryland as a whole is a young team, but I think – they will. They just have way more talent and uh, are way more polished than either Belmont and Temple are. So, although it's a losing effort and Belmont's moving on, my vote would be Maryland.
2: See, I would pick Maryland if Temple wins the game. I'll say that. Okay. I, I just really like the way Belmont's playing. So, this might change here after tonight. But we're going to roll with Belmont as of now. Um, so, you're up with the LSU-Yale game, Blake.
1: So... LSU, Yale. Shout out Tyler Caldwell and his Yale Bulldogs. And that's who I'm going with this game. Two words about this. Mie Oni. He's uh, Yale's best player and is probably going to be Yale's first uh, NBA draft pick in probably a very long time. I I saw a stat the other day of when the last time it was and was just forever ago. But Mie Oni, watching him play a little bit throughout the entire season. I know me and Bobby had him. Uh, had him sweating one time with a uh, in a teaser with monmouth earlier in the year. I remember it. I remember it well. It was yeah, that was that was not fun. But look, this I do, uh, like I said, similar with Liberty, I like my mid-majors to score a lot if they're gonna pull off upsets, and that's exactly what Yale is. Yale scored ninety seven points against, uh, against Harvard in their championship game. They're a really fast paced team and BA ONI is kind of the reason uh, because of that. So I'm going with the Bulldogs in this one.
0: Yeah, I, uh, I think I'm going with the Bulldogs, too. I'm, I really love the offensive uh, firepower there. Um, and not only that, a uh, big fan of Handsome Dan. So yeah, all the, all the uh, photos, Tyler sends of Handsome Dan celebrating stuff. Uh, you can't really go wrong against him. Um, not only that, I just I feel like the SEC as a whole this year has been a little overrated. LSU. I don't know. I think, I think they're decent, but they also lost to OSU at one point this year. I know it doesn't matter, but still, I don't know. They're just a bad taste in my mouth. I think, uh, yeah, I think let's give Y'all the upset here.
2: Okay, well, I'll disagree with you all. I like LSU. I've liked all the games I've watched from them. I've liked them. The only thing that makes it is like, oh, they don't have Will Wade coaching for them. When you've got Nazarene and Tremont Waters, you're going to be a pretty good squad. And if you want to talk about competition, let's talk about Ivy League competition. I mean, come on now. Like really? Are we gonna really play this game? I mean, Harvard's a pretty good squad. They've got some good recruits, but all in all, come on. You can't dock saying, Oh, LSU hasn't had enough competition, so Yale's gonna win. Uh-uh. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with LSU, but Yale's gonna move on. Next one we got the battle of the Patinos with Louisville and Minnesota. Um, this one's uh tough for me because I really don't know too much about the other teams. Louisville, I feel like like's always kinda hot and cold. I think they beat um Michigan State and UNC. So I know they've got the potential to do well. Um, They also had that one game where they blew it to Duke. So I like Louisville. I think they can show out. And I picked Minnesota versus Michigan to do win or single-digit loss in Streak for the Cash the other day, and they completely got whooped. I like Louisville just a little bit
0: more than Minnesota here. Yeah, I I like Louisville too, mainly because after watching you pick Minnesota – uh, to beat Michigan, I was just like, "Oh no, that's that's just not going to be good." Uh, turned out awful. I, I, I trusted my intuition there that it was a bad pick. I'm gonna stick with it. Uh, Louisville uh, rolls on. Dang it. Okay.
1: I'm going with Minnesota on this. Minnesota had a good uh, or good slash all right run in the Big Ten tournament. But the main reason why I'm picking against Louisville here is Jameson mentioned it that they blew one to Duke. But since then, that game like literally ripped the heart out of Louisville. Since then, they've beaten Clemson by one, which was a victory. They lost to Syracuse by 20 lost to Virginia by 12, lost to Boston College by 7, and then lost to Virginia again, and then beat Notre Dame twice. This team is not very good after they lost to Duke. That Duke game destroyed their entire season. I think there's no way they beat this Minnesota team. And also, you can't forget that Rick Pitino is going to be, I hope, or at least hope, is going to be at that game, and Minnesota is going to at least have that going for them. So, although... They are not advancing in our bracket. I think Minnesota is going to win this game. And,
0: right, so,
1: and so the next game is uh, Michigan State Bradley. I kind of lost track of the snake draft. So I guess I'll just take this one right now. Uh, I'll get to Michigan State later a little bit more on the analysis, but I think this is easy, Michigan State.
0: Yeah, this is just a. I mean, Michigan, you, you got to trust Michigan State and you got to trust Tommaso in March. It's, I, I mean, come on. Don't don't overthink this
2: one. Let's move on. Okay, Michigan State advances. Gonzaga is going to advance for the 16 seed. Yep. Um, yep. And I'll just I'll just keep going. Uh, Syracuse versus Baylor. Syracuse the 8th seed versus nine Baylor. Right. This is another tough one. Baylor's not been playing well at the end of the year, and I mean Syracuse got the potential. They've got the talent to do well. It's kind of a hit or miss. This is a coin flip prop to me. I mean really not too much good analysis from two very very inconsistent teams just give me Syracuse
0: I'm also I, I hate to I just realize I keep passing on every single uh, every single game but I'm gonna go Syracuse mainly because that zone can really trip up uh, teams. Uh, I've been a big fan of Scott Drew uh, Baylor's head coach in the, uh, in the tournament since they've made that since they made that uh, lead eight run a couple of years, like I guess it would be about a decade now. Uh, I feel like Baylor's always an early bounce, and Syracuse always sneaks up on people in the tournament. So I'm gonna go with the Beheim and the Q's. Uh My favorite college basketball player ever, Buddy Beheim, will drop 70.
1: I'm actually in agreement with all y'all, even though I get Baylor right now. Look, TCU played Syracuse last year uh, in the first round of the tournament, and. Unless you are a outstanding three-point uh, three shooting team, you're not going to beat this Syracuse uh, zone, especially if the teams are very close in, uh, in skill level. So Baylor, like Makai Mason, can drill threes like no other. But besides that, it's just a whole bunch of interior guys that probably won't be able to break the zone. I just have to go with the coach the scheme uh that has just been proven to work time and time again in the uh tournament so i'm gonna go with the syracuse orange on this one
2: yeah i got some stone cold killers on that syracuse team
0: yep quite literally
2: yes that that, that (laughs) was it
0: (laughs) i i i I, yeah whoops i just i completely just botched that joke anyways moving on hit it blake
2: uh
1: so oh yes my favorite matchup of the uh or my second favorite matchup actually we're about to get to my first but my second favorite matchup marquette marcus howard versus murray state and john morant look this is oh i just love this this is just gonna be two guys going back and forth really their team is just a whole bunch of role players that just kind of back these uh two people up uh so marquette started out the season really good Uh, They were balling. They were balling through the Big East, but kind of stumbled towards the end. Uh, And Murray State's on the exact opposite path. They got hot. They beat Belmont, who had beaten them during the regular season, and were able to win uh, the Ohio Valley Conference Championship. So I got to go with my boy, and I can't wait to see him in the NBA, John Morant, on this one.
0: Uh, I have to to switch to Marquette just to disagree, but honestly, John Morant is an absolute, uh, absolute electric factory. I'm a big fan of him. The guy... The guy looks like a tiny Westbrook. Uh, I don't know. I I love I love Morant. Big fan of of his highlights. I know I'm picking strictly off of highlights because I have not seen a Murray State game all season. But give me John Morant to move on.
2: Yeah, I mean Murray State's a solid team. Even in their losses, they keep it pretty close. There are two of their losses that are like big time, while Arbor and Alabama they lost by five and six. And then I think they lost to Belmont once, and then a kind of a fluke loss, but. This one thing to go against a mid-major team with a star is another team with a star. And I think Marcus Howard and then the two was the Hauser brothers, Blake, right? For yep. Marquette, like they've got stars on that team. And that's kind of where they go wrong if their stars don't produce. I think star versus star um, give me Marquette. Uh, but looks like Murray State's going to move on in this one. Next up is Florida State, Vermont. I really like Vermont from what I've like watched up on them. They didn't really do too well versus Kansas. Um, but all in all, just regular, they look like a team that can pull off an upset. They do have a loss to Lipscomb by 25, so let's not forget about that. Um, but all in all, Florida State's a team that has length and played a very tough schedule in the ACC and only had seven losses, I really like this Florida State team. I think they can be poised to make a big run, but it could all end really quick with Vermont. It makes me a little nervous, but give me Florida State.
0: Yeah, this is, this is one that I've had circled as a huge upset alert sort of game. Uh, Florida State has been rolling pretty, pretty well at the end, but I don't know. This, this just seems like a game that you should definitely keep an eye on. I think it's going to be very close. Um, but, yeah, give me, give me the Seminoles to move on.
1: I'm in agreement with you all here. What I like in my teams is length and depth, and this is exactly what this Florida State team has. They can play about 10 different guys – on the floor plus they're just super long and athletic which you rarely see uh so much length on one team so you have to go with the Seminoles here I think this is uh they're kind of one of college basketball's most uh, like well-kept secrets this team has really 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 performed well uh this season but because they're in a conference with Virginia UNC Duke they never really get talked about and also last year they made a really deep I think an elite eight run uh into the into the tournament and basically returned all those guys, so they have experience. They have the talent. I think Florida State wins an easy one right here. Uh, so the next one is we got Buffalo versus uh, the winner of Arizona State. Uh, Arizona State and St. John's, which is the cl- eleven playing game that happens on Wednesday. Uh, so I'm honestly I. I don't trust Buffalo. I swear every single time I watch Buffalo game in the MAC, they're like blowing it to like Bowling Green or to Toledo or somebody. I know they were good last year, but uh, as we'll talk about in a little bit with Nevada, I feel like they kind of fall in the same boat. They're these really overhyped mid-major teams that did well last year but aren't going to produce the same results as they did this year. So I like either – I think Arizona State's gonna win this playing game, uh, just because they have experience beating the Kansases of the world. Even though they, uh, fun fact about Arizona State, they have quad one. They're the only uh, team in the bracket that has quad one wins, but also quad four losses. So this <laughs> this team is hot or cold. But even if St. John's wins, I love Shimori Ponds. Uh, the Big East was a very underrated conference this year, so just give me the winner of that game. I really don't care who it is. I just don't trust Buffalo.
0: I haven't really understood the hype around Buffalo. Uh, I, I, I see I've seen a lot of people take them pretty far, uh, especially especially picking them big in this what what we believe will be uh, the second round matchup against Texas Tech. I don't know. I I, I don't think Buffalo gets to Sweet 16, but I think they win this one here. Uh, so yeah, give me Buffalo. I think it'll be a bit of an issue for him, but yeah, give me the Bulls.
2: Yeah, Buffalo played a lot of close games in their conference in the MAC. I mean, yeah, that is something to take a look at and see if they really are this dominant team. But whenever you're a mid-major team and you win, you lose three games, I don't care. that You you got some winners on that squad. I haven't been impressed with either St. John's or Arizona, Arizona State this year, so just give me a Buffalo in that one. But, yeah, I kind of agree they do have the potential to flop, but they do have talent and they do have winners on that team, so don't be afraid of them coming and going far into the Sweet 16. That could be a possibility. Um, next up is Texas Tech versus uh, – is that Northern Kentucky, the Norse?
0: Yeah. Northern Kentucky.
2: Uh, yeah. Texas Tech is just an all-around good team with Jarrett Culver. I mean, I don't – I haven't really seen anything from Northern Kentucky to really kind of jump off the page as a possible upset. I do think Big 12 teams are very vulnerable to first-round upsets this year because I haven't been as impressed with the Big 12 as other people did. But uh, – Northern Kentucky doesn't give me that feeling, so I'm just going to stick with Texas Tech here.
0: Yeah, I think I think if the Red Raiders maybe made a run in the Big 12, that they would be very – Big 12 tournament, they would be pretty susceptible here. But they've had a long time to kind of stew on that West Virginia loss. I, I think they'll be motivated. Um, I think they'll come out going to a win. Uh, I, I, I see this as one of the games that might be, like, really tight early on. And then you were like, oh, upset alert maybe? And then Tech just pulls away. Yeah. Um, but yeah, give me the, give me the Raiders and uh, Tulsa.
1: This game makes me really sad because I really want to bet on Northern Kentucky. Look, they've been one of the teams I've just been slamming slamming the bets on all year long. Uh, them in Wright State were basically just a 2 headed monster within the Horizon League. And Northern Kentucky is a very good offensive team. So they really fit every single uh, uh, check in the checkbox for what I look for in a mid-major upset. But... You, when you're talking about Texas Tech, they're the best defensive team in the nation, um, basically every single defensive metric. I don't see, at least in the first round, a team being able to have enough firepower to beat this uh, Texas Tech team. So I'm going with y'all, the Red Raiders,
0: move on. Yep. Up next, we got uh, number seven, Nevada, and uh, number 10, Florida. Blake, uh, what do you think here? So,
1: I'm going with the Gators here. Look, the Gators are hot right now, but this pick is more not really about how good the Gators are, but really how bad Nevada is. Look, everybody was super impressed last year, and I was impressed too, how Nevada played last year in the tournament. That doesn't discredit them for what they did last year, but this team is booty. They are straight up booty in the Mountain West. Look, they go down every single game by 20 points and just basically count on the fact that Their competition is inferior. Like, all they're playing every single game is basically Utah State, which is a decent team, but not very good. And they just, like, come back on them and beat them by two. That is not how you can play in the tournament against real power five teams. Nevada's going to do this. This is what's going to happen. They're going to go down by 20 and be like, okay, we can come back. And then they're immediately going to be down by 30. This Nevada team is straight booty. They suck. They suck so bad, and people are just like – saw them last year in the tournament and are going to advance a far in the bracket. They're horrible. They're going out the first round. Florida is going to mollywomp them. And I, I, this is just, this is Blake's lock at the tournament. This
0: is Blake's upset lock at the tournament. I think Nevada is that bad. I, okay. I'm not really hugely sold on Nevada, but Florida just finished a just crazy run in the SEC tournament. I think that you have to be a little concerned about a little tread on the tires here. Um, I don't know. Give, give me Nevada. Give me the Wolf Pack to stay off elimination for one more game.
2: Okay, this is my uh, kind of pick criteria for people that have played Oklahoma this year. Did you play Oklahoma? And if you lost, I'm not picking you. So Florida, I believe, played Oklahoma. Correct, Bobby?
0: Oh yes, they did in Atlantis.
2: And they lost. Correct?
0: Uh, by a pretty solid eight points.
2: Yeah, that's not good. I'm not a big fan of Oklahoma this year. <laughs> Florida, yes, they made a run but come on. You know how many losses they got, Blake? They got 15 losses. They're there for a reason. And Nevada, you said they're booty and they keep games thing, but they only had four losses this year, and Utah State's a really good team. They're not a really good team. It's just a bunch of five white guys standing around the (laughs) three-point line jacking up shots. Well, that's the most highest highest efficient shot in basketball, if you can make it, especially with the college um, basketball line being even closer than the NBA line, and all the NBA players are moving towards a three-point shot, so what would that tell you? All I'm saying is Nevada's got They've got talent. Florida Florida plays good defense, but Nevada has the talent to go over, over them with Jordan Caroline, the Martin brothers, and then they just got a five-star freshman. I understand he doesn't play much. I think it's Jordan Brown. He doesn't play much, but he's still got the talent that he can come off and have a decent game off the bench. They were losing my, to,
1: they're losing to Mountain West competition.
2: Look, at the beginning. Think they have four losses, dude. Four. Yes, uh-
1: you should not have four losses in the Mountain West. You're literally playing San Jose State, Fresno State, New Mexico, by the way, who they lost to, 85-58. This team is horrible. The Mountain West
0: sucks. They really now, do. On. Question:
2: Who is question. Who was saying that SEC was overrated? Was it you or Bobby?
0: It was, it was definitely me.
2: Okay, never mind then. But what I'm saying is Florida, 15 loss, four losses for Nevada. Nevada has talent. You're buying in on this early hype with with florida it's a lot of recency bias this team it doesn't have much talent on it i'm not buying into it i think nevada has the talent to get back i'm not buying full in on nevada making a run but we know they have the players and they have experience being experienced in a tournament it has a lot a lot of value to it do you wonder why those teams that don't have as much talent like all those past tom izzo teams will beat the young freshman kentuckys and dukes like that and at the very end because they've been there and done that i'm not buying it they
1: have talent the only hard game they played all year is arizona state who they only beat by six and we saw how like up and down arizona state was this team isn't as
2: you just picked arizona state to win in the first round so pick which one you want there blake
1: or i said buffalo i literally said that game was about how bad buffalo was (laughs) <laughs> These two mid major teams, people want to just get up all on them because they did good last year, but can't realize that when they played this year, they really weren't that good. They weren't blowing out teams. I'm oh I'm gosh.
2: not I'm not I'm not sold on Florida this year. I just I did not been I haven't watched a game of theirs and been like wowed by it. I don't think that they're gonna beat Nevada. That's okay. two that's two over one. I'm gonna yes. go with Nevada there.
0: The oh the jury God. has decided it's gonna be Nevada the Wolfpack moving on. Okay.
2: Michigan over Montana. I'm just going to move past this one. I want to see what Blake has to say about the Big Sky.
0: I was going to say Montana. Oh yes, the Big Sky, I Blake. Blake. I so. was going, go. I, I was, I'm picking Montana. We're, we're sending some spice, Blake. Go for it. Go for it. So hidden
1: in the mountains of the Big Sky Conference is the best one-two punch in the nation. We got Ahmad Rory and Michael Oguni. I can't pronounce his last name, but these dudes are ballers. Montana can ball. I am the only person that consistently is watching Pluto TV and watching the (laughs) forces that were Montana and NOCO go at it this year. And Montana can ball. People don't know about that. Sure, you might look at the spread and say, Michigan favored by 15 and a half points. Hmm, that seems like a lot. But let me tell you this. These guys can shoot threes for days, which is exactly what you want against uh, one of these major uh, major programs. Look, they have a great one-two punch, and they play really small and can spread the ball out really well. They also have another guy named Pridget who is just jumpers for days as well. So... Combine all that offensive firepower, I truly think that Montana can beat Michigan. I think, I won't say lock, just because of how much of the spread is, but people do not understand how competitive the Big Sky Conference is. And I truly believe that these Grizzlies... They had the experience last year playing Michigan. They know what's going to be thrown at them, and Michigan's just going to basically be looking to the next round when they have to play Florida because we know Nevada is going to lose. Uh, And we'll be looking ahead for that game. And I think Montana's going to catch them by surprise. We've seen 15s beat twos in the past. So give me the Grizzlies in this one. They're going to win this game. People people just don't know because they haven't watched a single montana game this year you've got to go to the experts on this i am the expert i am big sky blake big sky boat and blake that is my brand i'm sticking by the grizzlies here
2: wow <laughs> let me tell you something nevada is about to make the sweet 16 blake
1: no, you, y'all are going to be so wrong. And I'm just going to laugh in y'all's faces because I, I, I am seeing the field so well right now that y'all get obsessed with the worst mid majors when you realize you have some diamonds in the rough down in these 15 seeds that can truly
0: upset competition. Yeah, I think okay. it's, I'm all in on Montana. Uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm hyped. I, I've been listening to the captain, old Boat and Blake, talking about NoCo and and. I've been I've been following at Blodin Blake on Twitter, so I don't know. It was a very convincing speech. So
2: damn, I this could be see. a part two pod.
0: This this <laughs> could be a part two pod. This might we we're just gonna go full on Joe Rogan experience here. We have just finished one half of the bracket, and that's just for the first round. So <laughs> we might have to split this one up. But hey, let's uh, we got this. So, okay, UVA right, a- beats the, the Running
2: side. Bulldogs. Come on.
0: Yes, okay. Virginia and yep. Gardner wins.
2: Okay, then we'll just start off Ole Miss, Oklahoma, fade Oklahoma. I have seen nothing to impress me at all with them. I don't even like Ole Miss. Go Ole Miss.
0: Uh, I can't pick Ole Miss. I think OU is a totally – there's a very high chance for them to completely blow this, but you know what? Ole Miss is a beautiful team. I think the Sooners get a win somehow. I'm with Bobby on this one. Look, OU –
1: OU is looking to avenge their loss from last year when they got totally bullied by a 5-6 center from Rhode Island. Something I cannot forgive, and money I cannot get back. But nonetheless, I will be placing the farm on OU. The Sooners are going to win this
0: game. Well, Ugh. you just doomed us then. are no, putting win, money they're on win. If you're putting money on OU, we are definitely not going to win, Blake. They're going to They're going to win. They're going to win. You're jinxing us right now. I can see you. I can I can physically picture you in my head. And this 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 little little face you're getting right now, you're you're definitely scheming. You're definitely scheming trying to kick out OU, round one.
2: Okay, I mean, if you want to talk about people that are the experts that watch it, listen to me that's watched every single OU game. Do not pick OU in the tournament. Our offense and Christian Doolittle cannot do it. Okay, I'm just going to move on from that one. Wisconsin, Oregon. uh, Oh, crap, I went out of order. Whatever. So, Wisconsin, Oregon. I'm not buying Pac-12. Uh, I don't think Oregon's really has too much going for them. They have talented players, but they kind of just trip their way to win the Pac-12 championship. Washington wasn't that good. Arizona State wasn't that good. Nothing. Wisconsin's got some older guys, Ethan Happ, that they can feed it down to and kind of be their rock if they get in a bad place. I think this will be close, but I like Wisconsin.
0: Yeah, give me whiskey here. Um, Pac-12's garbage. Ah, oh, screw y'all. That is the lazy narrative. People saying no, the pac t- they don't talk,
2: don't talk lazy narrative because the the whole lazy narrative is going off the guys like oh Oregon's got the heat oh look at how many good guys they've got this is the easiest upset no that that is dude, lazy it, narrative.
1: no no it took them a little bit to it took them a little bit to mature they had some adversity at the uh, beginning of the season look Bo Bowl would have been talked about just as much as Zion Williamson this year that's how big of a freak that dude is and when you lose that. You're going to have some uh, rocky start. Don't even get me started. Oregon screwed me when I did triple down. Oregon was going to beat Baylor in Waco. I, I felt burned by that. But you know what? I recognize, Real recognizes real when you see the talent. Look, John Morant and Marcus Howard is the best player matchup. Nobody's denying that. But the second best player matchup is Peyton Pritchard versus Buzzcut Brad. Look, these are two guys who probably lead the league in charges, and I'm ready for this kind of gritty contest that's probably going to be an over-under of about 85 points. So, gimme Oregon. They're the hot team. They finally figured out what their identity is, and they're by far, I think, the best team in the Pac-12. Look, it might have taken them a half a season to gel together and figure out what their identity as a team is, but now they're doing well, and I just don't – I can't trust Wisconsin in this this scenario. They – they're a good team, but they haven't wowed me away this year. So screw y'all. Y'all take your cheese curds and move on. But I think Oregon is the better team here. So,
2: God, dude. Dude, dude, Oregon had a spurt where they lost three games in a row. They went USC, UCLA, Oregon State losses. Like, it's, I mean, come on. Come on. That's dude.
1: fine. That's fine. They're 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 together now, so that's all that matters.
2: I'm I'm really glad they went through all of that tough Pac-12 tournament to really come together. But yeah, okay,
1: <laughs> their life was on the line and they won it. So
2: okay, hit hit me up. We've with, spent a with lot of time talking about Oregon. Here. Hit me up with the ant eaters, Blake.
1: Okay, so next we got uh, k State. The Big Twelve or shared the Big Twelve uh, regular season championship with. UC Irvine, who won 30 games this year. So, Jameson, who you got for that?
2: Uh, I'd like UC Irvine as a chance because K State without Dean Wade's kind of faulty, but I still like Sneed a lot and Barry Brown for K State. That'll get him best. Uh, kind of a close call. Um, give me K State in this one. I feel like UC Irvine's too popular of a pick here that I'm not going to go towards that.
0: Yeah, I'm also going to go with Kansas State as well. Um, you know, look, they looked awful in the Big 12 uh, championship or tournament. I don't really think they'll come out firing here. I don't think they're long. They're, they're really going to make a run here. Um, yeah, give me give me the Wildcats.
1: I think I'm a little higher on the Wildcats than all of y'all. Look, last year they didn't have Dean Wade for most of the tournament, and they still did pretty fine. So I think I think Dean Wade is going to come back eventually. But uh, yeah, I'm just going to take the Wildcats in this one. I don't think vine, They have 30 wins, but I think this is just one of those picks that people try to hype up a little bit. Uh, so now, or now, to the next game, which is Villanova versus St.
0: Mary's. So, Bobby. Uh, yeah. Let's. Um, yeah, let's do that. I, I, okay, we're kind of breaking out of the snake a little bit, I guess.
1: Uh, yeah. Oh, I, I,
0: t- I busted the snake. I, yeah, I one. No, the snake is busted. Uh, I don't even know what our what our system's gonna be now. Let's we'll just dive in and do it at this point. Uh, Villanova, St. Mary's. You know, I really like Jay Wright. Villanova's definitely had a really rough year this uh, this season, but I think they can get past past first round. Give me the uh, give me the cats here. Is it okay,
2: me? yeah, I'll we, go for it.
0: Okay. We need to, we need to restore the snake after this.
2: Okay, I'll, I'll restore it after this. So, okay, I like Villanova this year. I really liked them a lot until I watched Jay Wright's interview after the bracket came out. It didn't seem, They said, like, what well, would be a good year for Villanova, and he didn't really seem too optimistic with them going forward. But whenever I look for teams to make a run, I like to see that they have veteran leadership, and then they have some kind of youth that is okay. Phil Booth and Eric Pascal for them, that's some players. And Colin Gillespie is that one little scrappy guy that you always want. Um I think Villanova wins this game. I'm not too really at all sold on St. Mary's. They've had a big win versus Gonzaga, but I mean, I haven't really seen anything much of them this season to make it where they beat a good coached and veteran-led Villanova. Uh,
1: so I'm with y'all, but uh, just a little Bowden Blake gambling tip. Look, right down the line is a, is a, uh, about Villanova minus 5.5, and, and I think this is just a little too much uh, for this Villanova squad. They're very hot or cold, hit or miss. And I don't, like, I, I trust Jay Wright because obviously he's won the tournament twice uh, in the past few years. And, like, they have some good talent, but I think St. Mary's is going to keep this one very, very close to the end, and it's going to cause, it's basically going to have to come down to some Villanova late-game heroics. So I'm going to go Nova on this, but if you're looking to bet on this, I would definitely take the St. Mary's plus five and a half points.
0: Yep. Yep. All right, Jameson uh, we are restoring the snake. You got uh, Purdue, ODU.
2: Okay, here's my upset. I like Old Dominion. Give them, give me the Monarchs here. Uh, the the one reason because I like Carson Edwards. Don't get me wrong, but whenever you like bet on little guys to be your best player, it just kind of spooks me a little bit when it comes to the tournament. Old Dominion, they they've got. Whenever you look up like their big like games, they're two big games this season. Syracuse and VCU. They won both of them, and it was at Syracuse. That takes a lot of talent. It might not happen. The chances are not going to be per- Old Dominion winning it. But I'm going to go on a limb. and If I'm going to make a 14-over-3 upset, this is the one I'm going to take. Because I didn't take Yale, so this is my 14-over-3.
0: Yeah, I- I'm not really impressed with Purdue, you know, getting bounced in uh, round one of your tournament. It's never great. Um, with that being said, I, I don't know. I think, I think this is one they win. I think they scoop this one out. Yeah, moving on. Like. Ah, wait, so y'all are going
1: with Old Dominion?
2: I know, oh, it's 1v1 one, It's one V1 right now.
1: Oh, good, okay. Purdue's going to win this. Look, I'm not very uh, impressed with Purdue, but Old Dominion is, they're a good defensive team, and I'll give them that, but defense is not going to win this game for them. They have to be able to score points, and one of the key indicators for success within uh, the tournament is how you can make free throws. And right now, uh, their free throw rate is sitting at 274th in the nation. Old Dominion is just this slow defensive team that really can't score points at an efficient rate. And Purdue is just going to be more athletic than them. And although it won Old Dominion, I think it would be a really cool story considering all everything their coach is going through. I just think Purdue outmatches them in this one.
2: I'll say one thing before we move on. You hit the Cincinnati, Iowa um, thing. Like, I kind of disagree with the narrative that you got to have offense to pull off upsets. I feel like the defensive teams that t- randomly hit crazy amounts of shots are the ones that win games because defense is going to be constant. If you're a good defensive team, you're going to show out and have a good defense every game. But whenever you have that day where you hit all your shots and things are just going right, that's whenever this crazy upset happens. So that's, that's just my point there. So you start with Cincinnati, Iowa.
1: Okay, uh, so uh, now on to Cincinnati, Iowa. This game, honestly, I could care less about it. I'm not, I, just, like, just two boring teams to me. I'll go with Cincy just because I think Houston's a good team. They beat them in the championship of the American Conference. So give me Cincy. I
0: like Cincy a lot. Um, I'm a big fan of them in the American. I think they're very... Very solid squad. Uh, I think they beat Iowa, who was just very—they're very—they're very, uh, they're very, they're very ho hum to me. So, Cincy.
2: Yeah, let's roll Cincy. I've, Iowa's just been boring this season. Uh, I thought they'd be good to begin the season, but not really. But Tennessee, Colgate, Colgate's probably one of the trashiest teams in this whole tournament. Give me Tennessee. Amen.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm going with Volunteers over Toothpaste. Just volunteers.
2: Okay, and then we're just gonna skip UNC, Iona. I think UNC wins. Okay, Utah State, Washington, fade pack twelve. Utah State's got some ballers on that squad. I don't care if you say they are five white boys around the corner shooting threes. Give me that. I love me some Utah State and Sam Merrill. Oh,
0: gosh. Yeah. Nope. Sorry, Blake. Give me the Aggies here. Um I don't know. I, I I I they did they did uh freak me out against uh Houston earlier this season. But you know, when when he I think they were a part of that parlay and Gave me a little bit of a heart attack, but hey, let's uh, go with Utah State. Jameson is only picking this team
1: because he identifies within the most out of any team in the tournament. But <laughs> is that look, a problem? <laughs> yes, that is a problem because it's just going to be a whole bunch of guys bricking shots because they can only win at home. But that's neither here nor there. I'm going to go with Washington in this one, even though gosh dang it, I'm losing a lot of these. I'm losing a lot of these battles up front, and y'all are y'all y'all are going to pay. But Uh, Look, Washington has been one of the most consistent teams and kind of a volatile Pac-12 conference. People point to just one bad game they played uh, in the Pac-12 tournament, which is not really a problem for me. Usually, how you're doing in these conference tournaments really doesn't matter. Uh, So, give me Washington, but I guess you don't want Utah
2: State. Gosh, dang it. What about when they lost to Auburn by 22? I know. They're— People lose bad games, said. People lose bad games, but
1: Utah yeah. State was getting slapped around at the beginning of the season. So,
2: okay, okay, yeah. we'll see. It'll be a good game. <laughs> I, I kind, I kind of like Washington. If there's one Pac-12 team that I like, I kind of like Washington. But we'll move yeah. on. You hit, you hit Auburn, New Mexico State, Blake. Uh,
1: so Auburn, New Mexico State. Okay, this is. I'm calling this the. Lazy man's 12 pick. Everybody's going to pick this New Mexico State team, and they're pretty They're pretty good. They can score at a good rate. They can rebound. They're one of the best rebounding teams in the nation. I'll give you all that. But, look, this Auburn team is playing hot. They can hit threes. They are honestly like Bruce Pearl, an experienced coach. I'm going to take them over New Mexico State. People just like this because of the fact that New Mexico State has won a lot of games this year. But you have to remember they're in the whack which features the worst Division One team, which is Chicago State, who only has beaten teams that were auto-generated by NCAA basketball 2006. <laughs> so uh, give me Auburn in this one. I think, I think this one's going to be an easy one.
0: Yeah, I'm with you there, Blake. Give me Auburn. I know I mentioned earlier that, you know, hey, Florida might be tired. Well, Auburn played the same amount of games, but they won. That's a difference. I think they're going to come in hot. I think they beat the uh... – wait. I guess they're also the Aggies, yeah. Yeah, they're
2: also the Aggies, yes. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah,
0: they, they yeah. Give me, give me, uh, Auburn, four eagle.
2: Yeah, I, uh, I was not big on Auburn before the SEC tournament, and then they played really well. I think some good shooting really did them well to beat Tennessee. Um, I think New Mexico State does have a chance to reward all the lazy pickers, Blake. Because I agree, New Mexico State is kind of a lazy pick by just looking at the record. I used to pick them all the time whenever I was younger. When I see them in the tournament. Because I thought their cowboy logo looked really funny, and <laughs> I and and I never won, so I've have, I've have kind of this bad thing in New Mexico State where I never pick them for upsets, and it's done well recently for me. But let's just move on to Kansas Northeastern. I just don't like Northeastern, to be honest. I just from whatever from all like the research I did on them, I just blah. Just, whenever the their two biggest games that they played this year that are non-conference were Virginia Tech and Syracuse, and they both lost by twenty plus. It just doesn't make me think that they can pull off an upset versus a team that Kansas, I understand they're very, very upset prone, but they've got players. They've got they got old players, they got young players, they can do well. I uh, I I feel like if you had the right 13 here, I could have made an argument for an upset, but I like Kansas.
0: Yeah, give me the Jayhawks here. Um they didn't look great in the Big 12 uh championship, the, the final game against Iowa State. You know what? I don't know, Bill Bill Self uh know he he still has some tricks up his sleeve sometimes i think he'll i don't think he'll go very far this in this tournament but i don't think that northeastern's the one to kill him
1: I'm
2: going to
0: agree
1: with y'all on this. Look, Northeastern, I think is one of those. They're a boomer bus. They're either going to the sweet 16 or they're going to get wiped out early. They hit three pointers at a high rate. They are a really good defensive rebounding team. So they kind of have the formula to beat a Kansas. They play about three or four guards at a time and just can splash from anywhere, uh, which I think will make them competitive in the beginning of the game, but then they'll start uh, to kind of tailor off. But uh i think kansas is gonna gonna win this game but you also have to look at the fact that sharp money in vegas is coming way way onto the northeastern line so obviously there's some uh there's some people out there wagering the big dollars that see that this team has some sort of upset potential or at least keep the game close so uh i wouldn't be surprised if they won but i'd rather just take kansas who i think is a little bit more well-rounded better team
0: all right um Great. Uh, moving on to Iowa State, uh, Ohio State, uh, Battle of the Long Drives. Uh, Blake, who do you got here? Uh, so I'm going to go with uh,
1: Iowa State on this one. I think the fact that this team is the sixth seed is kind of an abomination and just shows that they really don't take into account uh, conference championships uh, when trying to seed this tournament. Iowa State was finally clicking towards the end of the year, and they're one of those teams that uh, I know Jameson hates that narrative and they hates the coming hot into the tournament, but Iowa's, Iowa State is specifically a team that this narrative matters to them because they really do have the talent to be a top contender. They were one of the top contenders in the Big 12 throughout the entire year. and kind of fell off towards late. They have the talent. They have the speed. They have the shooting. They have the defense. They really are one of the most well-rounded teams in the tournament. Uh, but the seating just doesn't show that, so give me Iowa State in this one.
0: Yeah, okay, so the Cyclones, I feel like, are a, just a perennial disappointment in the tournament, but it just feels like the stars are aligning here. They won the Big 12 tournament, got really hyped, got, got really hot there, but not only that, they're in Tulsa to start off this thing, and then the regionals, Kansas City. So they're basically playing in, in, in Ames South, wherever they're playing. So I don't know. I, I, I think I think Iowa State I, I think stars the line here. I think they beat Ohio State in Tulsa, uh, which needs to stock up on all the bush light that's possibly imaginable.
2: Okay, I'm gonna say this. Blake, I agree with everything you said here. I like teams that come in hot into the tournament. I don't like hot Pac Twelve teams. Just gonna put that out there. Okay. I'm just I, I just Pac twelve, I'm just very anti Pac twelve. Um, I don't think that they have much competition, and why I did see Oregon to have pe- recruiting well. I, I don't watch overtime as much as you, and I'm not as high on bubble. Um, But all things aside is Iowa State's got everything you like in a team that can go far in this tournament. They've got an old guy that's been there and done that, Mariel Shayok, and Virginia transfer. And then they've got young guys in Halliburton, Horton Tucker, Wheeler Babb, all the, the double-named guys. I love them. I think this is a shame Ohio State got in the tournament. I think I would have really liked to see a different 11 seed get in over them because I just have not been impressed with them this season. Uh, Houston, Georgia State, uh, upset watch here. Houston kind of lost their steam near the end, but I'm going to ride with Houston. Good coaching from Kelvin Sampson.
0: Yeah, I I don't know. I I feel like you had a couple years where Kelvin let us down. Um, So just out of principle, I'm – I'm going with Georgia State, and I think I, – I agree. I think there's upset potential here, and I think we get a Kelvin special. Um, and there's some uh, there's some tears on the blue dress shirt. Uh, So I'm actually – dang,
1: I didn't think this would happen again, but I'm going with Jameson on this one. Uh, I think Houston is just by far the better team. I love Coach Hunter and what Georgia State does with uh, – they, they say it's not a 2-3 zone, but it's basically a 2-3 zone – They hit three-pointers at a high clip, but... This team can't rebound to save their life, and they can't hit free throws, which just makes me not want to trust them uh, when going up against a superior talent with Houston. And people forget that Houston did very, very well in the tournament last year. They were they were knocking on the door of making a really deep run, uh, even into the Final Four last year. And they returned all that talent and have been just honestly manhandling teams this year. So although people might have a little sour taste in their mouth with Cincinnati I gotta go with Houston on this.
0: Dang. All right, Blake, you got a uh, you got Wofford Seton Hall. So Wofford Seton Hall.
1: People might think that I would be a Wofford guy. I do not like Wofford. Fletcher McGee is the most annoying player in college basketball. I literally watched him playing UNC Greensboro in their championship game. All the dude does is fly off the screens with reckless abandon, doesn't set his feet, and just jacks up something. Uh, And I know he's hitting three-pointers at uh, above 40% clip, but this type of play is not going to fly within the tournament. I think Seton Hall is one of those teams that many people – it's honestly sad that they're a 10 seed because I really think they're better than this. Look – They have wins uh, early in the season against Kentucky. They have uh, wins against Villanova. They have wins against Marquette later in the season. They beat good teams like Georgetown pretty convincingly. This team did very good within the Big East and also had some good non-conference wins. But people are just obsessed with these – This kind of Wofford falls in the same boat as Buffalo and Nevada. They get obsessed with these mid-major teams that really – Wofford, all they have on the resume is not any quality wins, but rather just tons and tons of quality losses. All they, they lost to OU, they lost to uh, who else? They lost to Kansas, Kansas by like thirty. They they played North
2: Carolina, team. Mississippi State. Exactly, that's, that's their four lo- only four losses, and they're on a twenty game win streak.
1: Yeah, they're all they're only four losses which were the four best teams they played all year by far because nobody's looking at the Socon and like, "Oh my goodness." Like, UNC Greensboro was a good team, but besides that, you're not like, "Oh my goodness, VMI, the Citadel, oh Furman. my goodness, Furman's good a pretty win. good team." Oh, Furman, they beat they beat uh who did they beat? LSU, or not LSU, sorry. Uh they beat Villanova. Yeah. Did didn't still Furman no more- kind of
0: fall apart this season?
1: Yes! Yes! But people just want to obsess over the one win they had, so SoCon play, not as good as people think. Give me Seton Hall in this one. I uh, mean,
2: Furman's still a 25-win team, but I'm I'm saying they had a 28-win team, a 25-win team, and then a uh, 29 for Wofford. So, I mean, that the conference had a couple good, players, good teams, and they beat all of them, all five times.
1: Have you seen the bottom of that conference? It's literally the Citadel
0: and VMI, which are I, just I like know- military... <laughs> I let's just...
2: let Bobby. Let's let Bobby pick this one, and then I'll give you my um, opinion.
0: Well, Jameson knows for a fact that Wofford is moving on because I, I gotta go with the Terriers. I saw him play. Why? The team. <laughs> because I saw no, him play. this I liked him. this win got OU into the tournament. It was like the Alabama
1: and Colorado State. The committee just jacks up that team into the bottom of the uh,
0: bottom of the AP polls, and everybody's like, "Oh, Wofford's good. Wofford didn't beat a good team." Give me the Terriers. I'm sorry, Blake. You're you're just going to have to be upset. I'm going with the Terriers. They didn't even look great against OU, but you know what? I got to help them out after they helped OU out. Single-handedly carrying OU into the tournament. Go, Wofford. Let's go.
2: Oh, how the turntables. What was my rule earlier? If they lost to OU, they ain't going to win. No, not going to happen. Wofford ain't winning this game.
0: Yes! Oh no, I, Seton I
2: Hall like is a win in this game. You,
0: yes! you, you, you betrayed me, man. I give it up for Wofford. Trust awesome. me, trust I, I trust love the characters. We laughed about it whenever we played them. We
2: laughed at Fletcher McGee whenever he was playing us. And we said, hey, this team ain't bad. They scheduled some hard non conference opponents and they lost to all of them. And I've got to give it up. UNC, um, UNCG and Furman are pretty good teams. You can disagree me, with me on that one, Blake. But Seton Hall. They got hot at the end. They lost to Villanova in the championship. But from the games I watched from them in the championship, they look like a team that is solid enough to beat a three-point shooting team in Wofford. Let's go with Seton Hall. I,
0: I, I have never been more betrayed. I'm just going to end the podcast right now. I, 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 I oh, well.
2: Okay, so, Abilene Christian, anybody going to pick them, or are we picking Kentucky here? Kentucky. Okay. No, not, a, no, 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 not ACU. Okay, okay. I, I say that we end part one here. That is the first round of all this. Are, this is what you're going to see here on Thursday and Friday of games. And we, a next podcast that we're going to record right after this, we're going to pick the Saturday, Sunday, and then all the way to the final four in the national championship.
0: Yeah, I think that sounds like a great idea. Uh, so, you know, y'all check that out whenever it comes out. And, uh, yeah, so... Just turn, turn over to side B. So thanks for, thanks for listening to part one. It's a great time. Got heated. Rest in peace to my poor Wofford Terriers. I will take some time to bowl over this huge betrayal. Dude, um, I'm so hey.
2: nervous for that Wisconsin-Oregon game. There's so much riding on it now, Blake.
0: <laughs> we spent 10 minutes talking about Oregon and Wisconsin. We spent that and then Nevada. The Nevada-Florida game is also going to be a contentious one. Oh yeah, no, it's gonna get intense. So, yeah. Well,
2: I hope I hope Buffalo, and Nevada make the like elite eight. I
0: will. They can't. They're they're okay, this, literally the sweet
2: sixteen. Then whatever it okay.
0: was. Yeah, we, we we just want one of them to go that far.
2: You know what? Screw it. I'm gonna pick both of them the sweet sixteen in my bracket just for
0: you, Blake. No, go ahead. Okay. There's... Well, find out on the next on the uh, next thrilling conclusion of our bracket. So this uh this ends part one. Moving on to part two.